Hi, I'm Heather with First Pioneers Federal Credit Union, and welcome to the Money Tips No One Told You podcast. Here at First Pioneers, we love helping you understand your finances better and giving you the tools you need to be financially successful. Here, we're going to talk about financial terminology, how different accounts work. We're going to share tips that make your financial life easier and so much more. Are you ready to dive in? So as we get into today's topic, I'm going to be honest, it's not really an easy one because today I want to talk about the Federal Reserve. It's actually one of the most important institutions in the United States, and we hear about it a lot these days with all the talk about interest rates in particular. But what is the Federal Reserve? I think a lot of people don't really know that. They hear the word, they hear the term, but they don't know what it is. And it's more than just interest rates. The Federal Reserve, you'll often hear it referred to as the Fed, actually plays a central role in our economy. Like I said, though, many people don't fully understand what it is or what it does. So today I'm hoping that we're going to change that. I'm hopeful that by the end of this episode, you'll have a more clear understanding of what the Federal Reserve is and why it matters to you. So let's start with the basics. What is the Federal Reserve? Well, the Federal Reserve is the central bank of the United States. It was established in 1913 through the Federal Reserve Act and is headquartered in Washington, D.C., the Fed is a unique and independent entity that operates outside of the traditional branches of government, although it is actually subject to oversight by Congress. There are three main functions of the Fed. The first, and maybe the most well-known role, is to conduct monetary policy. This means it manages the money supply and interest rates to achieve specific economic goals. One of its key mandates is to promote price stability, which means keeping inflation in check. It also aims to support maximum sustainable employment. The second one is banking supervision and regulation. And the Federal Reserve is responsible for supervising, which is monitoring, inspecting, and examining certain financial institutions to ensure that they comply with rules and regulations and that they operate in a safe and sound manner. Now, the supervision of these financial institutions, though, is tailored based on the size and the complexity of the institution. It's not going to be all of them. Now, national banks must be members of the Federal Reserve System. However, they're regulated by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, or you may have heard it as the OCC. And what they do is they regulate banks that have the word national in their name, or the letters NA after their name, and also federal savings associations. The National Credit Union Administration is who regulates federally chartered credit unions. You'll hear them referred to as the NCUA. Third, the Fed provides various financial services to banks, the U.S. government, and the broader financial system. 
and these services include clearing checks, transferring funds between banks, and holding reserves for banks. One thing we need to talk about with this, because it's one of the most critical components of the Fed's monetary policy function, is the Federal Open Market Committee, or the FOMC. So the FOMC is a group of 12 members, and it includes the seven members of the Board of Governors and five of the 12 regional Federal Reserve Bank presidents. Now, the FOMC meets regularly to make decisions about interest rates and other monetary policy measures. So when you hear about the Fed raising or lowering interest rates, it's often a decision that was made by the FOMC. Okay, I know that was a lot, right? But that covers the basics of what the Federal Reserve is and kind of what it does. But you may be wondering, okay, but why does that matter to me? Well, the Fed's actions have a direct impact on the economy and by extension on your everyday life. So here's how. First is interest rates. And I know we talk about that a lot. You hear it on the news a lot. But the interest rate that the Fed sets is actually the rate for banks to borrow money. And then the banks and credit unions set their rates for consumers. But because of that, the Fed's decision on interest rates will influence the borrowing cost for individuals and for businesses. So when the Fed lowers interest rates, it becomes cheaper to borrow money for things like mortgages or car loans or credit cards. But when it raises your rates, borrowing becomes more expensive and therefore that affects your ability to get a loan of some kind or how much that loan will cost you. On the other side of that, though, when you raise interest rates in this way, that's also going to affect the rates on savings accounts and investment accounts like CDs or your retirement accounts. So in that respect, raising the rates is actually a positive thing. Next is inflation and prices. The Fed's efforts to control inflation can help ensure that the purchasing power of your money remains stable. High inflation erodes the value of your savings, while low inflation can be more favorable for consumers. And this has been evident over the past year, well, really more than that, um, as inflation has affected really everyone's spending and therefore their budgets and their ability to buy even the most basic needs and it also affects their ability to save so even though those savings account may be getting higher interest rates and gaining a little more money earning a little more money it's harder to put money in those accounts because you just don't have anything extra so the actions of the Federal Reserve impacts interest rates, inflation, and the truth is the overall health of the economy, which in turn can affect your financial well-being. Let's get into interest rates a bit more. That seems to be something that really does affect our daily lives and our spending. But interest rates are more than just numbers on a screen or in a bank statement. They're the invisible force shaping your finances from your savings to your debts and your investments. So what is an interest rate? 
Well, simply put, an interest rate is the cost of borrowing money or the return on an investment, and it's usually expressed as a percentage. And I know we talked about this briefly before, but let me touch on it again. When you borrow money, such as through a mortgage, a car loan, a credit card, you pay interest on the amount that you borrowed. Now, on the other side of that, when you invest in things like a savings account, bonds, or any other type of financial savings account, you're going to earn interest on those. So how does this impact your finances? Well, let's start with when you're borrowing money. When interest rates are low, it's generally cheaper to borrow money. Low rates can translate into lower monthly mortgage payments, uh, more affordable car loans, and reduced credit card interest charges. And this can free up your cash flow and make it easier for you to achieve your financial goals. On the flip side, when interest rates are low, the return on savings accounts and conservative investments like bonds may be really limited. And this can affect your ability to grow your wealth over time. Conversely, higher interest rates can lead to more attractive returns on your savings and investments. The Federal Reserve influences short-term interest rates through its monetary policy decisions. We mentioned those before. So when the Fed wants to stimulate economic growth, it may lower interest rates, but it may raise rates to combat inflation or cool down an overheating economy to basically slow down spending, which is what we've been seeing recently. And of course, like we said, these decisions directly impact the rates you encounter as a consumer or as an investor. So let's go over some strategies to navigate these interest rates effectively. First, stay informed. Keep an eye on the news and the Federal Reserve's announcements. Um, understanding the direction of the interest rates can help you make uh, more informed decisions about your borrowing and your investing. Second, refinance wisely. When interest rates drop significantly, you may want to consider refinancing your existing loans, especially ones that you took out when rates were higher. This can actually lead to substantial savings on your mortgage in particular, and even your student loan payments. Third, diversify your investments. In a low interest rate environment, consider diversifying your investment portfolio to include assets that have the potential for higher returns, such as stocks or maybe even real estate. Those lower rates make it easier on your pocketbook when you're making those type of investments. So really the connection between interest rates and you is a fundamental aspect of your personal finances. Whether you're buying a home, um, saving for retirement, or managing your credit card debt, those interest rates can really have a significant impact on your financial well-being. Finally, we're going to explore the significant impact the Federal Reserve has on the economy during times of crisis. Throughout history, the Fed has played a crucial role in stabilizing the financial system and mitigating economic downturns and their responses in the past have affected all of us. 
Let's start with one of the most significant economic crises of our time. That would be the Great Recession of 2008. I don't know how many of you guys remember that one, but I definitely do. It left a mark on, <laughs> on my life, made an impact on my finances. But in the wake of the housing market collapse and the global financial crisis, the Federal Reserve actually took extraordinary measures to prevent a complete economic meltdown. And what were those measures? Well, one was called quantitative easing or QE. The Fed embarked on a series of QE programs where it purchased large quantities of government and mortgage-backed securities. And this injection of money into the economy aimed to lower long-term interest rates and stimulate borrowing and investments. Second was the zero interest rate policy, which is ZIRP. The Fed lowered its target federal fund rate to nearly zero, making borrowing cheaper and therefore encouraging spending. Third was emergency lending. The Fed provided emergency loans to troubled financial institutions, which therefore stabilized the banking sector. Fast forward to 2020, when the COVID-19 pandemic really rocked the global economy. And once again, the Federal Reserve sprang into action. Um, first, they swiftly reduced interest rates to near zero levels. And that provided support to businesses and households that were struggling with the economic fallout of the pandemic. Second, there were unprecedented asset purchases. They launched massive asset purchase programs, buying government securities and mortgage-backed securities to inject liquidity into the markets and lower long-term interest rates. Those sound familiar, huh? Those happened before. Last was the Main Street Lending Program. The Fed introduced this program to support small and medium-sized businesses, and that helped them access much-needed credit during this crisis. Now, while the Fed's actions during times of crisis are often seen as necessary, they can also spark debates about the central bank's independence. Some argue that the Fed should maintain its independence from political pressures in order to make swift and effective decisions during crisis. Others argue for more transparency and accountability. So balancing independence and accountability remains a critical issue as the Fed continues to navigate economic challenges. It's also important to recognize that the Federal Reserve's actions don't just affect the United States. They can actually have global repercussions. And I actually found a really good explanation on Investopedia <laughs> that I thought I would share with you guys. So the way they said it was, interest rates are fundamental indicators of an economy's growth. And in the United States, the Federal Reserve made a move to increase interest rates. And that was expected to spur growth and exuberance on the part of investors while tempering the economy itself. The higher interest rates can help an economy avoid overproduction traps and asset bubbles that are fueled by cheap debt. So while the Fed's primary concern is the U.S. economy, 
It will also be paying close attention to the effect its rates increase will have on foreign trade and the world's credit and commodities markets. So as you can see, the Federal Reserve plays a pivotal role in managing economic crisis. Its actions from interest rate cuts to asset purchases have far reaching consequences that impact individuals, businesses, and nations around the world. In conclusion, the Federal Reserve is really a powerful force that shapes the economic environment that we all live in. And our hope with this podcast was that by understanding a little more of how it works and the impact that it has on your life, hopefully it can help you make more informed decisions and maybe plan for some challenges that will lie ahead and just navigate the economic landscape with greater confidence. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you found this information helpful and we'd love it if you'd give us a rating and don't forget to favorite or subscribe to the show. There are several ways you can find us if you need further information or you need to speak with a financial counselor. You can visit us in person in Lafayette or New Iberia, Louisiana, or you can find us at firstpioneers.com. There you can find out how to become a member of our family and find out other financial information. Be sure and check out the show notes for important links and other information. And as always, we're here to help in any way that we can. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time.